How's it going, everyone? I'm Mark. I'm Ian. And this is the Uncaped Crusaders Review. episode we're back on the adam west batman show got a couple of episodes to talk about um ian has watched them now two weeks in a row so <laughs> he's going to give us a full synopsis breakdowns themes motifs everything because he's full-on expert at this point um yeah we're watching a couple of fantastic episodes we finally get to catwoman and we got the perfect crime and then better luck next time so going to be a lot of fun getting into that a little bit later on obviously we're going to talk movie swap and also we got to talk some news now ian have you seen the latest news that has just come out that is that sounds horrible no i'm uh, no but right, how it, you describe it now so i just pulled up comicbook.com oh, first no. thing oh no this is the headline Boy, you're going to be so mad. Um, Is it involving Batman? No, it's worse. Uh, Well, not worse, but okay. Obi-Wan Kenobi series reportedly cut to four episodes during rewrites. What? Yep. Oh, my. I mean. It's going to be delayed as well. Yeah, because, I mean, we should talk because I I think it was over the weekend. Yeah. some quote-unquote news broke that the series had been canceled. Right. I, I freaked out like the fanboy I am. Of course. Turns out it was false, but then everyone was like, hey, even though it's not canceled, we are hearing a lot of news that there's a lot of drama behind the scenes. All right, so you were talking about the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Yeah, so yeah, so uh, multiple people, reliable sources, have said that there's been some major like, backstage drama going on, and I guess this is what they're talking about. Uh, possibly. I I had heard like apparently like you and McGregor had some issues with it. I mean, I, we know that what's her name? Um, I forget her name. Deborah Cho, who did yeah. the. I know she's directing it, but like I don't know who was like the showrunner or like who's writing it. So mm-hmm. you don't know like creatively who's who's clashing. I mean, you you just hope and assume Kathleen Kennedy has nothing to do with this show. I mean. You would think after Rise of Skywalker that'd be official, but I wouldn't be surprised. But yeah, it's like if she's not like in charge of it, then who's calling the shots? Is it Favreau? Is it Filoni? Like, I don't know. It's, it's such a mess. I feel. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I don't know. Um, Four episodes, like, good God. Yeah. Um, they, they, and and, and my, God help us if they're like the Mandalorian episodes in half an hour. They better be like ninety minutes each. Yeah, uh, yeah. At that point, just do a freaking movie. Yeah, I mean, but they're terrified to do movies now because they're idiots. They're like, I oh, know. movies aren't making money. It's like, no, it's like bad movies aren't. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, um. I, yeah. But but the bigger thing is just the fact that now there's no like schedule set anymore. Like, it's yeah, just... I mean. It's, just it's pro- delayed. Yeah, I mean it's probably on hiatus right now. I, I mean at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if it just got outright canceled. Mm-hmm. Because I, I like I'm sure what's probably happening is that after you know Rise of Skywalker, even though yeah, it made a billion dollars, mm-hmm. it's it's box office run is pretty much done, and you know the sand has settled and it's pretty much a failure. Um, Let's see. If- a- a- apparently, Lucasfilm is looking for a different writer. 
Okay. Um, Hossein Amini was the original writer. And apparently, according to a a source, the story was veering too close to the Mandalorian, which I have no idea what the heck that means. I mean, I guess it would just be like there's some valuable VIP or someone that he like someone he has to protect the whole time. I'd be like, I maybe you would assume that'd be Luke. Maybe. But that'd be kind of dumb. Uh, to be honest, probably. No, knowing I mean, Disney I Star Wars, I would bet like a hundred percent. That's one hundred percent probably what the story was. Yeah, I mean, probably yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, yeah. Even though I love the Mandalorian, it, it still does the the story trope we've been talking about, where it's like, okay, anti-hero has to protect a young right. something and learns to love it along the way. Like, I mean, like. Again, it, when done right, I give it a pass, but it's still a, a a plot that's being way overused. So if they if God helped them, if they were going to use that for freaking Kenobi, I, I can understand actually delaying. But yeah, uh, it's not uh, good news. No, it's not. Um, I, I just love how Twitter just went nuts again, just ca- about Kathleen Kennedy. It's just oh, it's great. Rob Liefeld tweeted uh, at this point. You have to wonder huh. how Kathleen Kennedy holds on to her title. How many productions are going to get shut down on her watch? I mean, literally. Like, take it, a, it, take away the the not you know like the the maybe not so the not great box office stuff and take away just the fans hating stuff. Just production wise, it's it's yeah. a disaster. Literally every movie but the Last Jedi has had some type of crazy production issues. Yeah, yes, and like, they um, have. And I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Odin's movie blog. He's a uh, YouTuber really. who goes. He, he's a YouTuber who goes over uh, box office. He's okay. he's pretty much in the Phantom Menace. He's really good. He's kind of new, mm-hmm. but like he does like the actual numbers and like does like a spreadsheet to calculate like he like he's a go to guy for box office. And he was crunching numbers for Star Wars. He's like even with the rise of Skywalker making a billion dollars, there are three. There's still three billion in the black or in the red after freaking buying Lucasfilm. Yeah, it's like they still haven't made the money back, and it's like, yeah, like how anyone couldn't be fired with that much of mismanagement. Again, if she wasn't a woman and Disney wasn't such a freaking political company, she would be gone. Oh yeah, one no one hundred million percent. Uh, I'm reading through these tweets that um, this article pulled, and they are very funny. It's like, about? it's like this one. Okay, again, it's hard to read tweets when there's uh, memes involved, but. Um, yeah. All right, so this is like Star Wars fans. The new trilogy sucks because Kathleen Kennedy didn't have a plan. Kathleen Kennedy, I want to hold on to the Obi-Wan series so we can plan better. Fans, and then it's a gif of a girl crying. I mean, <laughs> sure. I mean, look, look. I have plenty of issues with Star Wars fan, fans. Like, I don't know if you saw, like, there was a rumor that freaking uh, Jar Jar was going to be in the Obi-Wan series, and people were, like, cheering it. I'm like, all right, guys. You were the same people who who claimed Jar Jar was awful, and he was. And it's like now all of a sudden you love him. It's like okay, let's mm-hmm. okay. You, you got to be careful, otherwise people are right to call you all hypocrites. It's like that's yeah. too much. Yeah, it's uh... like obviously the prequels have gained a, a huge, you know, like you know they look so much better now compared to the the sequel trilogy. But it's like people, you, you guys were claiming Doomsday over Jar Jar. It's like. Or, or, or hindsight can't be that short. Don't know. I don't know. Don't I'm know. not hope. 
I'm not hopeful. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if it just got put on the shelf and or it canceled all out. Because I guarantee Lucasfilm right now is just in complete disarray. It's a disaster. No doubt. It's a complete disaster. And um, yeah, it's not good. Brought it on themselves. Yeah, I know. You reap what you sow. That's for sure. Um, even the me- uh, go ahead. Even the media won't cover for them now. Yeah, not not they tr- they still try sometimes, but yeah, sure, not, not really. Um, not with the same energy. Uh, anyway, um, what uh, what else is going on? I yeah, guess uh, Colin Farrell was on um, Jimmy Kimmel because the oh. gentleman is coming out. Oh yeah, I do want to see that. Um, I don't know. It'll probably be all right. I'm I'm kind of on and off with Guy Ritchie films. Oh sure, um, I won't see it in theaters, but yeah. But anyway, so I think he 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 made a few. He was asked a little bit about the the Batman, sure, uh, showing him being Penguin. So, um, you know, I, I think obviously he didn't really say anything, yeah, about uh, anything, but just saying that he really likes the script and and Matt Reeves and everything. So, you know, we'll uh, we'll, we'll see. see. Uh, you can't. Yeah, you can't really take anything from that because that's what actors do. That's the whole point of it. It is weird that he has a, uh, uh, like his hair's back to brown. Huh. So, who knows what that means? If he did that, uh, I who knows? But I thought I saw pictures of him with white hair. But I don't yeah, know. yeah, no, no, there were, there were like okay, a couple yeah. like last week, a couple weeks ago, but uh, now he's he's yeah. back to brown hair. So you know. Who knows? I know. I heard he's like supposed to be back filming on the movie like in two weeks, so maybe he's got a little break or something. Yeah, maybe he's just doing it to promote this movie. I'm not yeah, sure. he probably doesn't want to keep his white hair the whole time, you know, when he's not filming and stuff. Sure, sure. Um, so anyway, I think that's really all. There's not really much going on. No, I, I don't really know of any big news. Oh, there's uh, apparently there the the directors who did Captain Marvel and did such a fantastic job. I can't remember their names. Uh, apparently they're not coming back to direct a sequel. They want to. Well, that's not a surprise. I mean, I feel like nobody ever comes back for sequels at Disney. Almost. Not this right, except for uh, what's his face with Spider Man. They love and him. John Favreau with the second Iron Man, and then the Russos. And other than that, yeah, has I mean, anyone else done more than one? Um, the guy who did Spider Man. Oh, John... Joss Whedon, I guess, did the two Avengers. So. Hey man, who's the the guy who did the Far From Home and Yeah, but other you already said him. But oh. like, like other than you know, other than what, four people, five people out of their oh. twenty three movies? Um the guy been... who did Ant Man, they brought him back for a second one. Oh, but... did he? Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. Yeah, other than other than um the Russo brothers, it's like no more than two. Hmm. I know that's pretty I mean, interesting. J- James Gunn eventually, hopefully, but we'll see. But um Yeah, but yeah, yeah. well it's... yeah, he's supposed to come back. Yeah, but um, no, it's like, yeah, it's, I mean, like, no one's going to, you know, miss them because their directing was so bland. Literally, anyone could have done it. I mean, that's a yeah. common complaint with most Marvel movies. But, yeah, so apparently it's they want to go with a, a female director, even though there was a female director in the pair from the first movie. But I guess they want solely female, so who cares? Oh, yeah, that, that doesn't count. No. It's all about the optics. <laughs> who cares about talent? That's all they care about, man. That's yeah. all they've cared yeah. about for years. Mark, if you don't look progressive, what's the point of being progressive? That's it. You don't even have to be progressive. You just have no. to look progressive. Exactly. It's like, who cares about actual matters. minorities? No, you just got to pretend like you do. Yep. That's that's uh, it's all that matters. It's literally all that matters. 
So yeah. yeah, it's like, what's the point of giving the charity if no one sees you do it? Exactly. That's why on social media, everyone has to film themselves doing, uh, you know, giving money to people and helping people out. That drives me nuts. I hate that. Oh, it's and, so then, and then the stuff goes viral. I'm like, this is this is dumb. Yeah, I don't like that at all. No. Yeah, but, um, I think that's pretty much it for news. Anyway, you seen any movies? Uh, no. So I'm so mad because I was going to see 1917 this weekend. Uh, I was going to see. You. I, I have an actual reason. Uh, no, I bought my don't. ticket. I bought my ticket Friday night. I was all set to go. Wake up Saturday morning, and I freaking pull a muscle in my neck like I never have before. Wait, wait, and, wait, 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 wait. I know it what? sounds like an excuse. Wait a minute. How? Oh, explain. So I don't really quite know how I did it. Like I, I've done it before. Where I've hurt my neck. Like you know, just maybe sleeping on it weird. I wake up and it's like, oh, it's painful. But like, I literally, I remember like trying to get out of bed and I, I guess like I just didn't support my head and I could not move my head afterward. Like it was so painful to even like look to my side and like, <laughs> I was so mad and I was like, I can't even drive. Like I can't turn to, you know, look behind me back and out. <laughs> and so I had to freaking cancel my movie ticket. Uh... I, I didn't do anything all weekend. All I did was uh, just pop uh, Percocet <laughs> over and over again. And so it's pretty much oh, high on Percocet all weekend. And it still kind of hurts, but it's like, oh, I was so mad. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was a long weekend, too. It was a freaking, um, whatchamacallit? Uh, wow. Was it Martin Luther King? It was, yeah, it was Martin Luther yeah. King. Weekend. Yeah, so it was like, uh, well, I had a long weekend, and it sucked. I couldn't do anything. Wow. So, no, I, I haven't seen any movies other than Movie Swap. Not even at home? You said you sat at home for no- doing nothing. And again, I was just high on Percocet the whole time. I just mainly like laid in bed and slept. Like I couldn't like prop. Like the only thing that didn't hurt was like just laying on my back. Like I couldn't even like prop myself up and look at the TV or whatever. You need one of those projectors. <laughs> and I, yeah, I guess like put it on the ceiling. Yeah, 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 yeah. To put up on the ceiling so you can just lay down and do it. Yeah. Oh, remind me to get one of those. All right, get one of those. I mean, I have, a, I have a massive TV. I'm not getting one of those. I have a beautiful TV. I'm not. Yeah, yeah, you do. That's true. Um... Yeah. Well, what do you that, see? I saw a handful of things. I saw, oh yeah, that's right. Um, I finally watched Unstoppable, which I yeah, you liked it a lot. I was one surprised. Of those movies where I I remember like seeing, I remember hearing about like I was aware of it when it came out. Right. Didn't think anything of it. I remember it was like, oh, that's interesting, and then I just never thought about it again. And then even I knew other people that saw it and and, and enjoyed it and. I know my my dad has it on DVD, and I know he he has he's he likes it, and I just missed it uh, somehow. Mm-hmm. I just completely missed it and never watched it, and finally watched it this week, and it's it's fantastic. It is a great, it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's really really it's well made. I I did not expect to like it as much as I did. One okay, okay. I don't even remember seeing trailers for it. I had no idea what the movie was about. The whole time I thought it was like people on a train and it was out of control and they had to stop it. I did oh, not, not realize it was like from the outside. And once I realized that, I was like, oh, this is so much better than what I thought it was going to be. I guess. And uh, it's shot so fast. It's Tony Scott. I, I I know. And it's perfect for Tony Scott. It was his last sure. film, too. 
Oh, it was, I mean, yeah. This is where Tony Scott is just an expert at this type of filmmaking. And this might be oh, the sure. best example of just a director's movie just going perfectly. Like, everything flows so well. Everything works. Um, the actors all fit into their roles perfectly. They're all great. Denzel's great as the older, cranky. I mean, like, he's Denzel as an old man. Like, Denzel, again... Main movie he's, actors he's have one character that they play, and then they can they can bend it and shape it into different ways to fit different roles. Denzel's well, the same he, character in every movie. He just yes, adjusts it accordingly. And especially in every Tony Scott movie, which he's been in a number of. It's and like, yeah. they're great. Um, man on Fire is by far the best. That yeah. that movie's amazing. Um, man, I need to watch that again. I haven't seen that in too long. But um, you got Chris Pine, who's outstanding in his it was really good. he yeah. has such a nuanced performance in this it's so like subtle it. and it's 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 really really strong really good um every time i see chris pine in something i'm like why is he not in more good things i know yeah i guess it's maybe selective about his uh his roles i i actually hear now that he's actually pretty expensive um because that's been the whole thing with like star trek uh sure. four like he's like, no, I'm not taking a pay cut. He's like, if you want me back, you better pay me the full rate. And I don't blame him, but yeah, but it's uh, still just, I mean, like, cause he's been in big movies, but yeah. not he. Other than Kirk, he has no real big moving the needle roles. I mean, even oh, Steve Woman, Trevor. He's not the Steve Trevor is huge, but it's not. He's not the main same, character, right? Yeah, he's he's not had any big time starring roles other than Star Trek. Yeah. So it, which is just weird with how yeah, good he, he is. He just might be like trying to do like the careful route because like Michael Fassbender is like another actor I really like and yeah, he's made a bit made it big, but then he kind of like said yes to everything and he had a couple like big mm-hmm. flops back to back, like Assassin's Creed and the Snowman movie. That's true. So like, and now he, since he's kind of calmed down, I think Chris Pine just like maybe saw that and saw other actors like, okay, I now that I'm popular, I can't just be grabbing everything. Yeah, I mean that might be. But yeah, I want to see them more. But uh, I know he's making a movie. It's called um, Violence of Action. It it, oh. it shot here over um, uh, over the fall because I was in it. I did an extra oh, nice. thing for it. Um, just just one day for that. So I know that's coming out. I'm assume within a year or whatever. But yeah, other than that, I'm not really sure. Um, but anyway, all that being said, this is my favorite Chris Pine performance of oh, any wow. movie I've seen. He's awesome in this role, and it's perfect for him. This role, he feels like a movie star, and yeah. he's playing against Denzel, and like, fully on par. Like, there, yeah. there's Denzel. I would not say is better than Chris Pine in this movie. He does not leave him in the dust. He doesn't overshadow him. Like, yeah. Chris Pine is just going step for step with Denzel in this, and it's really nice to see. Uh, Rosario Dawson is great. As like the, oh. the, uh, daughter, right? No, 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 no. Um, the, uh, what do you call it? Like, she's like the, in the command center. Oh yeah. But like, she's Denzel's daughter, right? No. no. Oh, I thought she was. Nope. She's, I, she's the, uh, the station master or whatever. Okay. So, so I only she's saw her once. Yeah. She's in charge of stopping every, you know, stepping or stopping all that. Yeah. Um, it's like, it's like radar, but for trains. I don't even know what you call it. Uh, no, it's not. Yeah, but it, it's just the command central, like the just the command yeah, yeah. hub or whatever. But uh, she's great. I mean, she's really good. That's another uh, actor. I don't understand how she hasn't 
been had bigger roles because she's really good too, and she's been great in just about anything I've seen her in. I haven't seen her in any bad roles. No, so, um, she's never been blown blown away by it, really. But uh, I guess the last thing was Daredevil, and she's yeah. great. And oh, she's good in Daredevil, Daredevil, no doubt. So, anyway, yeah. but uh, so all like all the bit pieces are really good. It's 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 a great like the movie follows the train with the train slowly going out of control and then just keep it keeps ramping up to different levels so the whole time you're just on edge and it never lets you rest the entire time it does a great job of building they do a great job of making believable characters even with like tj miller and the other guy's name which i forgot the guy's name the guy who who messes the train up he's in a bunch of stuff as like a doofus he's the guy from uh uh remember the titans he's the big the big lineman Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Him. Um, yep, I know what you're talking about. I forgot the guy's name. But anyway, they're great. Like, and, and it happens in a believable way. Like, it, you know, they don't connect the air brakes because they're just moving it from here to there. He gets out of the thing to adjust the tracks. Um, the thing goes because of the way the throttle on this particular model, model is. It's like the throttle and the brake are, like, on the same lever. So, like, anyway... The only thing is that when the lever just jumps up by itself, that's a little weird. But for the most part, it's done where you're like, okay, that's fairly believable. Even the, these idiots, they're not like most movies when people are dumb, it's like over the top dumb Yeah. to where it's just frustrating where you're like, nobody's, nobody does that. Yeah. This, this is not like that. Um, they do a great job of making um, it in movies kind of routine things seem very, very dangerous like they yeah. are in real life, like just uh, when T.J. Miller's trying to, uh, they're driving in the in the truck next to the train, and he's they're trying to get to it before it ramps up, and they run out of room, and he's like hanging out of the door, and then they run out of room, and then he has to like dive back in as the door gets like taken off by the post, like little things like that, or, or then at the end, which is just awesome, when uh, Ned I think is his name is driving in on his truck for the save. And Chris Pine has to jump from the back of the train onto the into oh, the sure. back of the truck. You see that in movies? That's like a cakewalk in movies. Yeah. And in this, they make it seem no, 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 no. This is really dangerous. And uh, so they do a great job of that. It was just exciting. I enjoyed it a lot. I, I thought the characters were good. Right. I liked the story, and I thought it was done in an in- interesting way. I mean, basically, it's it's a uh, you know, I mean, it's basically a monster movie. When you, it's more, it's yeah, less of a yeah. disaster movie, and it's more of a monster movie with with the train kind of being yeah, the agree. bad guy. Yeah, the way they the way they treat it. Yeah. Uh, so sure. I loved it. The, the, the suspense, even though you know you're like, all right, the train can't crash yet because we're at, you know in the middle of the movie, but it still manages to put in these high pressure situations that still cause a lot of suspense and tension. Like a great moment is when. The, there's the wreck on the tracks and the horse trailer is in the path of the train and there's an awesome shot when the back of the horse trailer opens up when the owners are trying to get these horses out and it just opens up and you see the train head on out of the back of the trailer. I have no idea how they did that shot because there's horses there and people there and the train's just there. Um, it's it's fantastic looking shot. And then it's one of those things where you're like, you know, there. The train's not going to derail. 
but they might they might hit this horse like <laughs> like they might do that you sure. know in this type of thing so it's just i thought they did a really good job of that and it's a movie i was sleeping on and i enjoyed it a lot more than i thought i was going to i liked it a I'm lot i'd watch it again all right um anyway I talked about that too long but uh I saw. Yeah, no kidding. I finally watched Bad Boys Two, and then uh, because I had to, because then we went before we went to go see Bad Boys for Life. Um, right. I've refused to see Bad Boys Two because I don't like watching comedy sequels, um, and I love the first one. The second one sucks. I don't like really it. Really bad. It's like yeah. two and a half hours long. Yeah, it's way too long. It's so long. I was at an hour in the movie, and I thought it was almost over. And then I, <laughs> no. I was like, holy crap. Not even I mean, halfway. There's, there's like nine there's some, different movies in it. Yeah, I mean, like, there's some good action. Of course, sure. it's oh, Michael the, Bay. The, the, the chases are great. The the chase yep. at the beginning on the, the, the freeway is awesome. Yeah, chase on the freeway when they when they go to the Cuba the mansion and blow that up is pretty cool. But yeah, but by then yeah. I was kind of done. I was. Oh problem. yeah, by, yeah, because that's your classic like the movie should have ended and it's the like movie oh we have another. Should have ended um with the uh um that that final raid before like, yeah. before the Cuba stuff like that, yep. that's where it should end. That was like at the two hour mark. Yeah, when they go to Cuba, it's like is this even a cop movie anymore? Yeah, like it, what is this? It's not good. Um. No. I, the characters People are still it, good, but it's it's not good. Uh, the first one's the writing, amazing. Writing is obnoxious. Yeah, it's not good. Uh, Bad Boys for Life, fantastic. Okay. And it was really, really good. That's um, what I've heard. Uh, yeah, I liked it a lot. I mean, I don't like it more than the first one, and anyone who says that is an idiot. But um, mm-hmm. but no, it was it was really good. I thought it was a really good, especially for a movie. You know, what twenty years later and whatever. Yeah, I thought time. it was it was done well. Um, okay. They're both. I mean, obviously they were going to be good. Yeah. It's just Will Smith and Martin Lawrence's chemistry is amazing. That was great. Um, but but the newer characters they brought in, I thought they did a good job. They brought a bunch of younger people in. I don't know what the the girl from that the the Vanessa police Hudgens, captain. Right? Well, no, she's in it too. But the the yeah. police captain. Wow. Oh my gosh, I don't remember what. I don't remember what what her name was. Let's see, who was she? Uh. Is this it? I can't help you. I know. I got to look this up. We're very prepared for this. <laughs> I think it's her. It's uh, Paola Nunez. Eh? I think that's who it is. Yeah. Um, she's done like nothing. Yeah. I, I don't know um, the name. Yeah. She is. She's done nothing of note um, that I've ever heard of. Uh, I think she's a, she's from T. Um, I think they're all like Mexican movies. Oh, that she's done, but she's awesome. She's Rita. She's kind of the main police cat or the uh, one of the police lieutenants, and she's she was really good. Vanessa Hudgens was good. Um, Alexander Ludwig was good, um, and then uh, oh shoot, I don't know what the guy's name is. A dude from Riverdale. And uh, uh yeah, I don't know. the the uh, he's like one of the football players, and. Um, I don't even know how to describe him. His name, uh, Charles Melton. That's his name. Sure. Anyway, he's good too. So all the younger people they kind of have with the team, they were they they. I thought they did a good job of adding different life to it and, and make it feel different. The movie feels completely different, even though it's the same. It. It, the, the the way because just the way it was shot just feels very very a lot of big wide shots million i have noticed shots, that from the trailers yeah million shots of just miami i mean it felt like you were watching like 
22 Jump Street or something. Oh, wow. With like this like just massive amounts of beach uh, shots and stuff like that. But but it was yeah. fine. Like it was it was fine. Yeah. Um, but no, no, I liked it a lot. It's an, I definitely watched it again. It was a good time. I think it was as good as it could possibly have been. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to check it out then. Yeah, it's definitely worth watching for sure. Um, but that's it. Those are the only three I watched other than Movie Swap. So. Well, that's fine. Yeah, you spent like 20 minutes talking about Unstoppable. Yeah. <laughs> well, because I saw that and then um, uh, on the Rewatchables podcast, they, they oh, had they were talking one about it. on uh, that as well with Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, I saw so, when he talked about Dunkirk, and that was really cool. Oh, yeah, but they did Unstoppable, and it was great as well. So, um, anyway, it, but uh, but yeah. So, uh, okay, enough of that. And moving on to Movie Swap. So, for Movie Swap, I watched 300, and Ian watched Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. So, uh, Ian, what did you think about um, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, uh, Steve Martin, and um, Michael Caine? Oh, it was, it was a lot of fun. I never really... I mean, I'd heard the title, but I didn't really know anything about the movie. For that's so know, surprising just, to me. Yeah, it just like missed my radar because I love Steve Martin and I love freaking Michael Caine. So, yeah, the fact that they're both in a comedy is directed like, by how, Frank Oz. Yeah, it's like how could I miss it? But uh, but no, I, I mean, it's it's just a really good. What was it ninety? I think nineteen ninety. It came out. It was eighty eight. Eighty eight. Yeah, just really good eighties uh, comedy that does not get like mentioned you know when it doesn't get enough love no no kidding um i mean i god i i hated steve martin at first like when he first shows (laughs) up on the train so great and it was funny because like he's like almost playing the exact opposite character he played in uh planes train and automobiles yep Yep. Yep. um but now i freaking i love michael kane and you know of course it's like anytime you get to see him yeah he's great but uh but no it's like you know at first i was like okay like where is this going and I was like, I don't know if I'm laughing a whole lot. But then once you get to the whole <laughs> plot of Michael Caine using him as like his retarded brother <laughs> to scare away, you know, the, the women they're conning. And I'm like, oh, OK, I mean, just because Steve Martin, that's where he goes all out is the freaking, you know, crazy inbred brother. And then he goes straight to the crippled war hero. Like, oh, my. It's the physical comedy, of course, he's a master of, but it, it's so perfect <laughs> yeah. in this movie. And, and that was what got me is like just his over the top, like when he's like, because, um, like, yeah, he, he pretends because they're trying to, um, you know, con the one, the main chick. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like Michael Caine's going like his usual, usual route by trying to kind of seduce him and stuff. And then <laughs> Steve Martin shows up in a freaking wheelchair. <laughs> and, and then. And it drove me crazy because he has an army corporal uniform on <laughs> and they're calling him like a naval officer. I'm like, what? <laughs> and then like literally when he's at the the, the uh, blackjack table or whatever, and he's like trying to hand over one of his medals. <laughs> literally the medal he's like handing over is an army good conflict medal, which is like nothing. You literally you literally get it every three years if you haven't done anything wrong. And it's like, <laughs> so, so that just made me laugh the whole time. But um, not, oh, that, that, not that I expect him to have, you know, accurate right. military but, uniforms but, see, but just... in a movie like this that works oh it's hilarious yeah because like they didn't care they're like i'll just go out and get a uh, military uniform here's one yeah, okay you cool can get away with that in comedies no of course um but no it's like yeah and he's like he comes up with some story about like he wasn't even wounded in combat like he literally uh, saw the, the love of his life dancing with another girl yep. and therefore he couldn't use his legs <laughs> <laughs> and so then of course when michael kane is pretending to be the the, the doctor <laughs> 
he's pretending to be the doctor, and he's like, "No, we need to to dance to to you know make him feel." Or like they they, they go to his mansion and they're in the room, and he's like outside, like banging on the door and like yelling. It's like, oh my god! When, when Michael Caine just starts hitting him with that rod. Oh yeah, and he just keeps <laughs> doing it, and Steve Martin is just taking crying. It. And then. He like does a running start and like comes flying. It's uh just seeing Michael Caine do that because you Michael Caine is the least physical actor in the history of the world. Exactly. And it's so yeah. funny <laughs> seeing him do that. Oh gosh, but no, him as Ruprecht is the funniest thing in the whole movie. By uh, far. Yeah, that's that's too that's too good. By far, every you couldn't you couldn't do it nowadays. That I am laughing nonstop. <laughs> it's just uh we quote that so much in my house like oh, so nice. much just <laughs> Oklahoma, 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 Oklahoma. Like, oh, he'll he love sells Oklahoma's it now. wide open spaces <laughs> oh my gosh when he's just like rubric uh what do we you know what do we do when uncle ted was here oh yeah <laughs> starts pulling out a glove <laughs> putting it on Lube. wrong starts looping yeah. up he's like no 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 after that, we apologized. Like it's just uh, that part, and then, then with the uh, the other time when they're at the dinner table, he's just sitting there oh, Rupert, with an yeah. eye patch on and Apple a trident. Uh, just may I with take a, with your a cork on it? Yeah, and then uh, you got Emperor Palpatine just may yeah, I that take was weird. Trident, sir, and he's yes. <laughs> Then he's, he has the cork on his fork as he's yeah. eating his applesauce and just like, no, Rupert, keep the cork on the fork. So why, he won't is hurt the, himself. why is the cork on the fork? So he doesn't hurt himself. <laughs> Immediately just hits himself in the eye. Yeah. And just, uh, yeah. excuse me, may I go to the bathroom? <laughs> why, of course you can. Just it sits there for a second and makes a face. <laughs> Thank you. Like, it's just so funny. It is. Oh, it's yeah, great. Freaking Emperor Palpatine showing up out of nowhere was pretty funny. Yeah, Ian McDermott being there is is very interesting. But oh that's yeah, a, that's like, a great character too. Yeah, I forget his Arthur. Yeah, I think. Arthur. Uh, He's great. Him yeah, and like, Michael Caine have a great rapport as well. Yeah, like when it, when they bring Steve Martin back to the house, you know, as he's like, you know, undercover as the the wounded soldier <laughs> and they're like, you know, make sure that we show, you know, Captain Whatever to his quarters and like they leave and and Ian McDermott is just like, welcome to hell. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then, of course, at the end, when it turns out, uh, Janet was playing them the whole time. And she's actually that, the, the jackal, which they were was talking nice, about earlier. That was a nice little surprise. I didn't see it coming up at, oh, until she was like, uh, until he started taking the money out of the safe. And like, like when he started taking the money, he's like, no. I'll pay you back to 50000 like, oh, okay, I see where this is going. But it, mm-hmm. it was a nice little surprise either way. And then one of the best endings ever. Oh, yeah. She's gotten away and, and whatever, and then all of a sudden she just brings in this, like, tour group of wealthy investors. Yeah. And then starting <laughs> another con and just impromptu. So Michael Caine just starts doing an Australian accent. <laughs> And then Steve Martin goes in and he just goes, and this is my partner, and he's a mute. And you just see. <laughs> he was so ready to. He was like. <laughs> His mouth is open and he's ready to start talking. And then he just yeah. has to sit there. He just gives this look of disgust and closes his mouth. <laughs> oh, it's great. Great that ending. That was good. Great ending. Anyway. Yeah, I no. Talk, uh... I, could, I, could, I could talk on and on about that movie. 
Oh, sure. But that was another uh, comedy that I'm glad I got uh, exposed to. Yeah, you're very way nice. too lack, uh, lax on comedies. Yeah, yeah, I am. I'm very, I'm very picky about comedies. That's probably why. There's too many great ones. I mean, half my list for you are comedies. Wow. Or almost. Maybe not quite half, but pretty close. Yeah. Because uh, there's just too many you haven't seen. Yeah, no kidding. Um, all right, little things on that. Came out in 1988. Um, this movie uh, had a budget of... Oh, no, it doesn't have budget information on here. Um, but it made just over $42 million. So pretty pretty, pretty successful movie. Yeah, but, but it wasn't very high budget. I mean, they filmed it in some beautiful places in the Riviera, yeah. but still. Yeah. Um, another quick thing. This has one of the best teaser trailers of all time. Back huh. when teaser trailers hadn't like weren't the movie, they they were yeah. like their own thing. So it's literally, uh, it, it I highly suggest looking it up. But it's it's literally just Steve Martin and Michael Caine walking down the Riviera, like 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 uh, like next to the water, and it's just a voiceover narration just explaining how like nice everything is and how nice these people are and and, and uh, the story and how nice of a story it's gonna be. And then you just see as they walk by, they walk, they're walking down the edge. And then at the end, Steve Martin just sticks out his hand, and just pushes a kid off the side into the water. <laughs> and that's the end of it. That's great. Um, that's pretty good. Uh, let's see. This movie has a 7.4 rating on IMDb. It's got 89% critic rating and 84% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. And it's got. A 3.6 on Letterboxd. So, very yeah. well-received movie. Yeah. And well-deserved. All right. Now it's time to watch, or to talk about the uh, the Zack Snyder turn-on movie, which is otherwise yeah, known uh... as as 300. Uh, this is a movie I hadn't seen before. It's just one of those, I just missed it. Like, I remember when it came out. Um, sure. I was in middle school or whatever, and... Or maybe he was even earlier than that. Yeah, it was 2007, I think. No, it was two. It was 2006. Oh. Or six, seven, wherever it was. It, it, this says yeah. 2006, but um. Yeah. So this was like right before. Yeah, this is before middle school, but it was like right on the edge of middle school, and I remember this was huge. I remember it being oh, yeah. massive, but I just I just missed it and never. Probably, yeah parents never would like well too. yeah I, I yeah i definitely wasn't gonna see it when it came out um <laughs> but even after i just it just was never one that i was always like oh yeah that seems good but i just never cared just enough to to watch it it's always one i was huh. like yeah i need to watch that but i just never did so yeah finally got to it i don't even know what to think about this movie like okay. i liked it overall right. i liked it but it's but some of it's so dumb that it's mm. like, like basically anything that was not Gerard Butler is terrible. Like anything that's not at the battle is really bad. Like whenever right. it's the wife back at the thing, like that is just awful. It's it's pointless. Oh, I disagree. It's really. I thought it was bad. I didn't like it, and it didn't serve any purpose. I don't. Well, think. she was good at least. Well, yeah. I mean, Lena Hetty was good, Heady, but. Yeah. There was no point to that. Like, none. It, well, then, it didn't do anything. Not until the very end, because, I mean, like, obviously the, the big kind of payoff with her is that she 
she kills a traitor, what's his face, and that kind of spurs the Senate into then granting the rest of the army. But you don't you don't I really guess. see that. Yeah, you don't see that take effect because that's the what happens. You know, the only history, thing I liked but... about that was uh, Dominic West because I oh, had not great. seen him in anything. I just, oh, he's I, awesome. I don't know him from anything. I only know him from Rockstar. Uh, oh my god! He's the uh, he's the the guitarist and the the leader of the of the band, and he's and he's awesome. like a crap ton of stuff. He's a great actor. He's awesome in Rockstar. Rockstar's people hate on that movie. That's a great movie. I don't know why people uh, crap on it so much. That's fun, but yeah. he's the he's the main guy. So I was sitting there looking at him. I was like, I know this guy from something. <laughs> and I was like, Kurt Cuddy, Rockstar. That's what he is. Oh my god. Um. Anyway, so no, he's I, great. I, I liked he's, just he's seeing the wire. Him. I just didn't like any of the. Yeah, I saw that too, but I didn't watch the wire. So I did. I tried to. I couldn't get into it. But he's in a lot of stuff. He's really good. Um. Anyway, but yeah, all the people in the movie are good. Like it's it's well cast. Everyone does yeah. a good job. Yeah. I think. Yeah, speaking speaking of Michael Fass. Yeah, Michael Fass. Michael Fassbender. Yeah, that threw me off. I'm sitting here watching this movie, and all of a sudden, I was like, wait a minute, that guy looks this like what? Michael Fassbender. And this I was, was like, like one of his it, first like back on breakout. Screen, and I was like, wait a minute, no, that is Michael Fassbender. Yeah, it was like his first kind of like big movie, really. Yeah, that was uh, that was surprising. I didn't yeah. realize he was in it, but uh, yeah, everyone's good in it. Um, but uh, it, it's it seems like a movie again. I didn't read the book, but yeah. it seems like there's you know because it's about this particular battle, but it it's right. not. It, it's I mean it is, but it's not. No, it's 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 pure fiction. Kind of oh, yeah. crafted around a thing, uh, a completely different looking thing that was real, um, yeah. which which is fine. But it doesn't seem like there's a lot of material there. Like I'm curious to see what the book, what the comics like because yeah, there's nothing there. And so the whole half the movie feels like it's just kind of padding for time because hmm. there's such it's such a simple and straightforward. Story. It it's this big yeah. battle where this group of soldiers were fought valiantly, but ultimately were wiped out. Yeah. You know, so, and that's kind of it. So it's kind of, all right, how do you have a whole movie? So let's do a 12 minute intro with a narration oh, yeah, about, the history, though, about the history of Gerard Butler's character, yeah. which is like kind of interesting, but it's kind of like good. it could have been done in a less bland way or a less just straight up exposition narration way um and uh and then i yeah again i didn't like any of that other stuff back in uh back in sparta but uh but all the battle stuff's great no no, nothing to say about nothing but i mean now it doesn't get any better than that i can't imagine it being any better the fight scenes are just awesome it's like one of the, like maybe one of the most like testosterone movies oh, you've ever great. seen. I love it. It's, just with the not... way with the way that's being stripped out of movies now, that's just that's so true. nice to see. It's just like this that's what I thought when Olympus Has Fallen came out. Oh yeah. Watching that movie, I'm sure. like, look, this isn't a great movie, but this no, is dumb. so much fun. Yeah. Completely like, self aware. Again, that's why John Wick you you know, those totally. movies are so refreshing because you're like, all right, these are actually great and testosterone driven fun action totally. movies so that's why those are the best of the best but um yeah so that was great i i love that all the stuff oh, with yeah. spartans is great gerard butler is by far the best part of the movie he oh, yeah. he holds the whole movie. thing this movie falls apart if gerard butler is not in it well i i can definitely attest to that because they made a sequel um which like you know it might sound dumb but it actually makes sense because there's so many battles from that that, that time period that they could do and, and the, really the whole story of the persian empire there's so many great stories and they kind of followed it up and it's interesting it's got my guy from uh 
Strike Back quite like a lot, but like Zack Snyder didn't direct it. Some hack did, and you really feel uh, it, like some hack. I, I know. I mean, I, I, it's crazy for me to say that, but trust me, it's this guy. I mean, trust me. Like watching it, you will be begging for Zack Snyder to come back because say what you want about him, this movie does have a style and sure, a tone sure. that yeah, it does. that fits and is you know throughout the movie. Whereas like the other guy was just trying to imitate it, like stuff would be in slow motion that shouldn't be. Whereas like this movie, they actually. They use slow motion a lot, granted, but yeah. usually for appropriate moments sure, sure, to kind of yeah. punctuate stuff. Where, but yeah, the sequel, it, you really feel Gerard Butler's absence and Zack Snyder's absence, but it could have been great, but yeah, it's, it's not. Yeah, I mean, a movie like this, uh, as we said, I mean, this is why Zack Snyder even got a chance to do anything, because he started sure, off sure. basically with a movie that just, he has this very, very, very limited style, and he just happened... Yeah. You know, his first big movie happened to just be the perfect fit for that and, style and, and that's, he has. And that's why it worked, because it wasn't anything, like, he had nothing to do with it creatively. Right. It was literally someone else's vision. It's one graphic novel. Everything's in there. You don't need to add anything. Like, all the blueprints are there, and literally all he had to do was translate it to film. And it's like, that's why it worked. When he's, when he's having to interpret stuff, when he's having to add stuff, that's when it falls apart. Like, he can't do anything past that. Right. Um... Yeah, no, I totally agree. But yeah, no, I uh, no, I enjoyed it. I was glad. I was definitely glad to watch it, and um, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. It, I, 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 I need to rewatch it. Yeah, I, I'm all for just a straight action movie. Sure. And yeah, I, I no complaints as far as that as far as that goes. And, it, it's exactly and, what it should have been, and I think it's it's exactly what it what it what it needs to be, and it, it does it really really well. Exactly. I mean, it's literally one of the greatest stories ever told. Granted, it is. I mean, it's kind of funny because it's basically, I mean, the whole movie is being told from a, a Spartan, you know, telling it to all the other soldiers. So it's kind of like in that perspective, you have all this embellishment and right. it's very kind of Greek propaganda, which is what the Battle of Thermopylae ended up being. Right. That's why even though it was, you know, everyone remembers the 300 Spartans, it was really more like 2000 Greeks altogether. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't a million Persians. It was probably around like 500,000, but still. Still. Uh, it's still incredible. <laughs> but um. The one yeah, part I didn't like is the, I thought they were spirit. really I I thought uh, Gerard Butler was not the best str- uh, str- um what's the word strategist strategist um, I I thought it was they had a good premise of of at that that narrow that gap whatever yeah. it was but after yeah, that kind of everything yeah. else he does is really dumb I thought yeah because right like, at the I beginning mean, they're showing oh we Spartans always fight in this one. Uh, w- one wave of shields, and it's like, oh, that's yeah, awesome. Failing. And then you watch the first battle, you're like, wow, this is great. And then all of a sudden, yeah. they never do it again. And you're like, well, what? What, what, what happened to this being our only finest out? He he turned the the cripple guy away because he couldn't hold a shield up. But then they never do that again after the beginning. Yeah, and, and that's just movie like variety because literally, I mean, that's what happened with the battle. I mean, that was literally the only reason they were able to hold out for right. two days. And so the movie is like, well, that would get boring after a while. We had to mix up the fight scenes, so of course. Yeah, sure. But but, but as, yeah, soon as, as soon as they sense. didn't do that, I'm sitting there. I'm like, that's when they start are they dying. Not being wiped out. Like, what is going on? Why? Yeah. Anyway, but uh, and then the other thing, so they build that giant wall of bodies. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. And they then they topple it, it over, and yeah. it kills one dude. Yeah, I don't, I don't really get what, what? why they did that, but what was, that was such what, what cool. that was such a great idea, and you just ruined it. The immortals, the immortals were badass. So you got to admit that. Oh sure, yeah, that was great. But uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. no, I, I totally get it. Yeah, because literally, I mean, literally, like the story goes, they were literally like it was how that first battle went. They were just in that crevice. They were just shield to shield, 
and literally, like there was, there would be no way for the Persians to get past if they hadn't been betrayed. That, right. that's, it would have been. It would take them forever. Yeah, they, they literally would have been like, "Screw this, let's turn back." Yeah, so that was really stupid. But um, that, that's an, I'm sure it's like that in the comic too. I'm sure, but anyway, but uh, yeah, overall, great action movie, and uh, yeah. yeah, a lot of fun. Yes. All right, so 300 came out 2006. It had a budget of $65 million, and it made over $4.5 million, or four, uh, over $450 million. So I'd say yeah, it, it did okay. I mean, this movie was huge when it came out. I mean, oh, like everybody gosh, was yeah. parodying it. Everyone was referencing it, quoting it. Oh, oh it the huge. quotes are awesome. Oh, yeah. This has some of the best quotes i had seen in any movie in a long time like his, mean, uh, his captain he's always talking to he's like they look thirsty <laughs> like it's just and and it easily could be dumb but well actually that's that's how the spartans are in real life they were like the they were the ultimate they they were the original one-liner action heroes like they were so good like when a like King Philip, this one guy who wanted to invade Sparta, like sent a letter, kind of like the emissary, mm-hmm. where he was like, "If if we conquer Sparta, we will enslave all your women, kill all your men, and take all your wealth and riches." And literally, they just write back, "If." <laughs> <laughs> like it's, they were so, like that's really how they were. Mm-hmm. Well, it, that that was great. That's that might have been my favorite part of the movie, actually. Oh, for sure. It is. I mean, uh, the, the when the um. When the uh, the Arcadian soldiers, oh yeah, <laughs> when they first run into them, yeah, and the guy is just it's like, this is all you, br- it's like this is all you brought, like you know what 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 are you doing? And he, he just starts, he just starts interrogating all the soldiers, all the Arcadian soldiers, just asking what what their professions are. It's like, oh, I'm a potter, oh, I'm I'm a sculptor, and I'm a blacksmith. He turns to the Spartans and is like, what is your profession? Yeah. And then he just turns over and he's like, you see, I brought more soldiers than you did. Oh, no. Fantastic. They, I mean, there's so many quotable lines like that. The, yeah. Uh, Michael Fassbender. Um, oh, fight the shade. That was a real uh, line. I know. That. that was great. It was like a thousand the nations of lines ever. the Persian Empire will descend on you and our arrows will blot out the sun and we'll fight in the shade. It's just like, that is awesome. And they said that. I don't. I, yeah. That, it's, oh, it's great. And then they make fun of it yeah. later. Like when when the arrows oh, yeah. come down, and he just starts laughing. Yeah. He's like, "What do you?" He's like, "You had to say it." <laughs> oh, that was great. Oh yeah. Any oh yeah, that was it. It was I, fun. I, a lot. Need to rewatch it now. Yeah. Um. All right. So this movie uh, came out in 2006. Uh, it has a 7.6 on IMDb, a 60% um, critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes, and 89% audience rating. That's better. And then uh, 3.3 on Letterboxd. Those are the, the scores for 300. So, yeah, a lot of fun. All right, now it's time to pick our movies for next week's movie swap, Ian. So uh, do you do you know what you uh, want me to watch? I do. Oh, well, look at that. Knows already. You want me to go ahead? Yeah. Well, I was, I was originally planning to do something a little bit like further back and when by further back i really mean like the 90s oh uh, yeah that's way back there for you but but yeah I, I just because i'll be giving you a lot of recent modern movies but hearing you talk about unstoppable uh actually made me pick one uh i'm gonna have you watch uh deep water horizon oh okay 
yeah, yeah. yeah. This movie I think you'll like a lot. This movie, like, it came out, I'm like, oh, okay, of course, come, you know, story, real life, looks interesting. Just never never got around to seeing it. And then I watched it on a plane one time. I was like, oh, this is really good. Um, it's Peter Berg, so yep. obviously right there, I mean, is good seal of approval. It's got your boy Marky Mark. Yep. Uh, he's great. Uh, freaking the whole cast crew. You got Kurt Russell, who's awesome, as always. John Malkovich is really good. A lot of really good supporting actors. Uh, the fat guy who we were talking about the in Unstoppable, who actually... You know, messed up and made the train mm-hmm. start. Whatever he's in, he's in this movie that made me think of it too. <laughs> nice, but um, but it's really they do such a good job of like showing like the real intricacies of like the oil rig and like how the actual accident happened and like the way it builds up to the initial like event, the initial explosion. I, like I remember like watching it on the plane, probably the wrong movie to watch on a plane, and I was like, <laughs> I was like gripping. I was like, oh my god, like just the way they build up to it. But um, no, really. It's like it's a short movie. It's like it's straight to the point, like most Peter Berg movies are. But uh, I think yeah. you'll enjoy it. Yeah, no, I like Peter Berg. I like a lot of his movies, and this is one I just never had any interest in. I was like, this story right. just doesn't seem very interesting to me, and so I just they, kind of, I did just didn't never went to go see it. I think my parents saw it, and I think they liked it, but I just they, they make it interesting. I just missed it, but uh, yeah. yeah, no, that's good. That's one I've been meaning to watch. So nice. So that'll 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 be nice. All right, Ian, we are shifting gears for me, or from from movies that I've been giving you, but we are going to, I'm going to have you watch a movie that is right along the exact same veins as 300. Oh, uh, okay. I don't know how you do that. This movie's from 2005, and you're going to watch Sin City. Okay, there it is. I can't believe you haven't seen Sin City yet. I'm surprised you're such a big fan of it. It's how would you how can you say that you haven't even seen it? I just I, I didn't think it was a movie that would gel for you. And the fact that you hadn't seen 300, I'm like, oh, it's probably not his style or whatever. No, 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 no. Sin City is fantastic. It is okay. a lot of fun. Um, Again, it's 300 because it's Frank Miller. Right. And um, Robert Rodriguez. It's actually he actually even has co-directed. Uh, has the co-directing credits on it with Robert Rodriguez, but uh, yeah, I can't remember if it, like Frank Miller actually was credited as director or not. Yeah, he yeah he is he is okay. in the credits as a uh, director. I'm not sure how much directing he did, but because sure. um, Robert Rodriguez did everything. I mean, yeah, edited, yeah I'm sure cinematography. Robert, he did everything else. Yeah, Robert so. Rodriguez knew all the camera work and actually how to visual make effects. Up. Yeah. He he helped compose the music. Like literally, he did everything. Okay, um, on this movie, but it is one of the best comic book movies as far as aesthetically comic book movies I've I've ever seen. I mean, you know, it it feels like a comic book and, but, but in a really good way, like into the spider verse, like it just, it just does a great job of literally feeling like you're watching the pages move on a comic book. And, I mean, you got a great performance by Bruce Willis, who I love anyway. And Mickey Rourke is awesome. Jessica uh, Jessica Alba's awesome. Clive yeah. Owen is awesome. I mean, it is. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot. It's another one with Rosario Dawson oh, in yeah. a good role. Benicio del Toro, Michael Clark Duncan, Powers Booth, like yeah. it is. R.I.P. Elijah Wood. I mean, it is. Uh, yeah, Michael Madsen. Like they're. It's it's a who's who of 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 stars in this thing. And I don't think this movie gets enough credit 
for yeah, kind of for people as good forget as it's, about it. Kind of, yeah, it, it kind of slipped. I mean, it was big enough to to get a sequel, which I never cared to see. But um, yeah. But yeah, I feel like it hasn't gotten nearly enough credit for for yeah, being like, as good of a movie as it is. People were raving about when it first came out. This is weird. That's kind of fallen off since. Yeah, I I think this is a movie that you'll that you'll enjoy. Um, just. It's it's just because it's it's a graphic novel in in a movie yeah. form, and it's okay. and the story is interesting. The characters are good. The action's good. It's just so unique that um yeah, it's a lot of fun. So I think you'll enjoy it. Oh nice. All right. So that's what we're doing. We're doing for next week. I am watching Deepwater Horizon, and Ian is watching Sin City. So great. Great. All right. Now, time to move on to the actual show an hour in and uh we're talking about adam west batman show 1966 and a couple of episodes where we finally get introduced to catwoman the perfect crime and better luck next time all right ian you've watched this episode now twice these episodes the past couple of weeks so what are are your uh, thoughts on these two episodes no, I mean, they're some of the best so far. I mean, it's crazy that we've got like, it took like 20 episodes to get to Catwoman. Yeah, well, uh, um, actually, she was not seen as a main villain uh, when they started true. this show. Yeah. And then they clearly remedied that because she's only in these two episodes the entire first season. And then she's in like five or something in the second season. Yeah, so I mean, they, you they, tell the popularity it kicked yeah, off. They yeah, they upped it a lot. In the uh, in the next season, but, well, it's um, easy to see why. I mean, oh Julie, gosh, yes. I mean, um, Julie Newmar is is incredible. I mean, she's so much fun. I mean, she it's crazy because she looks. There were times that she like looked a lot like Natalie Portman. I'm like, yeah, I can see that. Really? Oh, I never yeah. thought that. Yeah, I saw it a couple of times, especially upon rewatching it. But uh, hmm. but no, like she. I mean, obviously, her whole presence is great. Her whole dynamic with Batman is great, but. Not just her, but the the whole episode. They kind of, they kind of go out like, uh, like you know, really like effort wise in a couple of places, as I'm sure we'll talk about. But these are definitely some of the top tier episodes for sure. Yeah, I mean they put they pulled out all the stops and yeah, in these we'll episodes. see later. Yeah, it's very strange. I don't know where the treasure hunt came from. Yeah, that, that kind of comes out nowhere. <laughs> That's but. really kind of an odd thing to have in these <laughs> it, episodes. It, it turns into the last crusade at the end, but it, that's okay. It does. It's <laughs> it, literally, it literally does. So now, literally, the last crusade is a ripoff of, yeah, of these episodes. Came out after. Yeah. It did. Like two like twenty years after. Yeah, not even close. Yeah, not even like, oh well, we were filming at the same time and like no. No, no, no. This was way after. And uh yeah. so yeah, thanks Steven Spielberg. Must have been a big Batman fan. Uh, of, I would be surprised. Because uh, he he takes that right out. The ending of this movie is just I the mean, exact same ending. As, I mean uh, the, 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 the set percent. even looks the same. <laughs> like, come on. I, I, I'm telling you, it is. It's the same it thing. And, um, but yeah, so, uh, I don't, so I guess we can, we can start talking about the plot a little bit. Usual. I mean, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty simple. That's what, that, the that's plot. the only thing that's good about it is that it's not like this weird intricate, like plan that the villain has where it's like 50 steps and like, you know, multiple fake outs and red herrings. It's literally just her stealing the two gold cats. Yeah. She's trying to steal the two gold cats. She steals the one and then steals the other one. And then uh, Batman and Robin find her, 
at her lair. Robin gets captured. Right. And then they get captured. They get out of the, they get through the death traps. They then get the uh, cats back. And then, well, then you find out the cats are actually just a map to a pirate treasure. Yeah. And then, then they then they have to track down Catwoman with the pirate treasure. That's that's it, really. Yeah, that's pretty straightforward. That's, yeah, that's pretty much the whole thing. But man, it feels like you're watching a movie with these two. Like, yeah. it, there's a lot that they fit into these two episodes. Yeah, and then, like I feel like because there were obviously weren't as like many sets that they go to, and as many like characters, you know, and stuff. It's like I feel like that like they focus all their effort and like budget really into like the like big scenes as we'll see later. They have a freaking live tiger <laughs> in the episode. And not just, not just the typical like cop out where like they show the tiger. And then obviously when the actor is interacting, it's a stuffed animal. No freaking Adam West is punching a tiger. I don't think that's Adam West. It's <laughs> well, I mean, definitely somebody not Adam is. West. It's, yeah, it's a no. live tiger at least. Yeah. It's not Adam West. Um, it, it's definitely not Adam West, but they, but they do a good job. Of, of, but it is yeah it's literally someone fighting a tiger <laughs> and him like he's like slapping it like trying to get it going like it's yeah. great i mean it's clearly a declawed tiger but of course like i mean you don't see that every day <laughs> oh like they, they, i mean so many oh god like so many I, I can't imagine like what the awful alternates would be like alternatives would be like oh like a like the classic you know like Guys just like holding a stuffed animal and they're not really showing it and they're just like he's just shaking it. All I can think like, of is the SNL um bonus ending to It's a Wonderful Life sketch. <laughs> Have you not seen that? That's that's a little too specific for me, I think. Where oh man, it's a classic where you got Dana Carvey doing his amazing Jimmy Stewart. And <laughs> and it's basically like an alternate ending to the movie where um the uh the uncle remembers that where where he lost the money, and that they, and they figure out that Potter is the one that took it. So they all go to to Potter's house as a mob, and and beat him up. <laughs> and uh, P- Potter's played by John Lovitz, which is great. Um, but uh, in, anyway, there's a scene where like they they drag him behind a desk, and then when they drag it back out, it's just a dummy. No. and so they're <laughs> yeah, just beating it up like that's. That's what I imagine it would it would right look like. right yeah like especially I mean come on let's be real with a show like this too it's like you, you never would have expected them to have a live tiger let alone an actor actually like fighting it yeah no definitely not so that was that, that was, was awesome. awesome to see yeah because it, it's so great because that's the that's the it, you know the the cliffhanger yeah Batman has to pick between the two doors you know the lady and the tiger thing and um he pushes the button and. You know, you see the tiger, then you're like, oh, yeah, of course. They shot this, you know, weeks later or whatever with the tiger. Yeah. But, and then, but no, it comes nope. walking out right <laughs> to Batman. And you're just well, like, I'm like, oh, okay. And, and even before that, like, you know, it, it, like, it has, like, the clues. is like, you know, one is the door that leads to me, and the other is a, a tiger that's ready to eat you. And you just, like, you assume, like, is either a play on words or it's a fake out or he's going to pick the right door. And it's like. Okay, well, they're not going to actually. There's not going to be a tiger that's going to come out and kill him because, like, how would they do that? You know, film wise, it's like, nope, there he is. And then it's cliffhanger. Like, okay, he's going to, you know, use his grappling hook and get out of there immediately or whatever. It's like, nope, he's fighting it. Like, yeah, he's a long. You scene. get to see Batman fight it. I can't even imagine how thrilling that must have been for a, ki- Dude, for a I'd kid be all watching for this. That. Yeah, kid, oh, I mean, I'd... you see Batman fighting a tiger. There's nothing as a kid you would ever want to see more than that. 
Like back then, that maybe been a like dinosaur, time. and that's the only thing I can think of that would be better than seeing Batman fight a tiger. I feel like this, like back then, probably was like the equivalent of like the you know on your left scene from like Endgame. It was like <laughs> just, like, just losing their minds. <laughs> yeah, I I can't even imagine, but, uh, but no. that that that's fantastic. Um, Definitely that whole ending or that whole uh, thing when they 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 figure they track Catwoman to her lair and. Then there's two fake outs. <laughs> yeah, I know. Which is very weird because you've never seen that before in oh. a uh, in an episode where him and Robin are literally trapped in a spiked, you know, wall uh, with spiked closing, walls yeah. closing down them. You're like, oh, okay. Well, there's the cliffhanger, of course. Another Indiana Jones kind of uh huh. Mm-hmm. I'm <laughs> okay, just saying. It's not a- not a coincidence anymore. It's not a coincidence. Steven Spielberg and George Lucas, big Batman fans. Yeah, that's Spielberg, you're a hack. Yeah, definitely. Complete hack. <laughs> uh, t- those original movies. Yeah, come on. Anyway, but uh, <laughs> that but that's great. That's a great moment. And then you have Robin just randomly get sucked through a tube. Yeah, so he's just like, like, oh, okay, well, now, now Batman's going to die. <laughs> and then you see Batman just trying to Samson it. You know, hold it, yeah, trying to hold, hold the wall down, which is, which is funny. And then, of course, you realize that here he realizes that they're actually just fake rubber tips. Yeah. I wonder yeah. if, they, like, when they were shooting this, they had, like, one chance to get it, and he accidentally, like, bumped into it, and you see them, like, bend, and they're like, oh, crap. Maybe. We've been exposed. Now we got to go with it. We yeah. might as well go with it. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Nah, that's definitely, it's definitely intentional, because they do the, you know, she's playing with him. That's the yeah. whole. That's the whole character. She's a cat. That's what's good. Yeah. So she's gonna toy with the prey. That's, okay, that's I, I do have a question are. though. Sure. What What are her henchmen supposed to be? Uh, they're supposed to be. The, uh, they're supposed to be cat people. Okay, because I was cat really worried. Just henchmen. The, I don't know. I was worried with 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 the way their hats were. I'm like, do we have another rat theme going on here? Because I'm like, well, I don't think so. Because they have stripes. Yeah, that's what throws me off. But their ears are, are, are rat ears. I think they're just supposed to be ears. Uh, like, I, th- I don't I think, think they right. were trying to be like... I mean, anything with ears just kind of looks the same to some yeah, degree. But, but cats all have pointy ears, so that, yeah. that threw me off. I was like, I was just worried. I'm like, are we are we sticking with the rat theme? Like, does one of the yeah, they, They're definitely have... not pointy. That's that's for no. sure. So. I, I was like, did one of the producers have like a rat fetish? Like, what is going on? But no, I, I, I mean, think you're right. I think it they're... could be, but I, well, that's but not what it's supposed are, to be. You know, yeah, their names are Leo and Felix. So it was like, that right. also would make sense for them to be rats. So I'm like, right. But I was like, I was worried for a second. I was like, oh, These no. are two of my favorite henchmen so far from the series. Oh, yeah. These guys are yeah. great. I mean, yeah, and also, there's only two of them. And so they get Which a lot help. more screen time. Well, maybe there's yeah. three, or are there three of them? There's only two. I th- yeah, that's what I thought. There's just the two of them, and they're great. Oh yeah, uh, those guys yeah, do well, a great job. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the, so they have the two fake outs with the wall, with the wall, and then with the bomb that gets yep. dropped in there. Um, which is just that's just great to see. Like you just don't. It's a cat door. Come on. I mean, technically, yeah. No, it's a cat door. Cats don't need doors. Cats don't need doors. They can fit through anything. It's cat door, Ian. It's cat door. Don't overthink it. Um, <laughs> but that that that's great because this is the first time we really see fake outs like that. You don't really oh, yeah. see. I mean, you see the villain. Obviously, if you want to say the death trap thing is toying with him, but that's not a fake out, you know, because they're right. trying to kill them. <laughs> right. And um, also, 
it's 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 interesting because we've talked about this before. There's no way around it. Every female character on the show is an idiot, um, yeah, in one way or another. Oh, that's yeah. So that that's I, yeah. That's definitely something that stood out this episode. Yeah, every sure. one of them. I mean, all of them are. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. even even the uh, the hench women. They're all. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, they're so they're not even evil. They're just so stupid. They were led astray. You know, like they're all yep. dumb. Yeah. Except for Catwoman. Oh, you're totally right. Not only is she not dumb like all the other women, she's smarter than everybody. Yeah. Even Batman. That's great. Multiple times awesome. in an episode. Oh, for sure. I mean, this is the. This, she's the most competent villain in the entire show. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't even think about that. I mean, that's that's no doubt why this episode, I'm sure, was was so popular and why she was so popular. Because you're right. Because every female before this has been some dunce who just you know like is attracted to Batman and doesn't realize like what she was doing and the bad guy is just using them. So you're you're totally right. And it's just. She's the perfect foil for this Batman. Like, oh, yeah. It's just the perfect it's the perfect type of character, and then Julie Newmar plays it so earnestly. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just it, it's it's great. And I was surprised with how little the interaction was with her and Batman in Between these two episodes. Like they Batman. really ramped that up later. Yeah. I didn't realize not it's not it's it's barely there's nothing there really in this these episodes not really no i mean like he 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 first no i mean like he first sees her at the museum where they you know where they wait for her and freaking robin gets a, a cat thrown on him but right um but yeah it's like other than that like i mean the whole time he's going through death death traps and she's talking to him but and then it isn't really until they get to the freaking uh goonies cave at the end yeah and um even then there's not nearly the uh the sexual tension that there is in all the other no. And later on, which which is done a lot more, just and it's it's great, but um, yeah, but even even without that, I mean, again, you can just tell they didn't quite know what they had. Yeah, for like, sure, it's very obvious. They knew enough to where they made it a fairly big episode. Yeah, but they did not know. They they still didn't know exactly. Yeah, you, you can tell they didn't realize how much she was going to resonate with people, and probably how much just her uh, Julie Newmar and Adam West worked well together. Sure, yeah, because again in this episode they they, get, they don't really get to showcase it enough. Yeah, yeah, not really at all. So uh, that's definitely something to look forward to in the episodes in the second season. But um, hmm. oh yeah, it's just done done so well. Um, I love the part of the beginning where Batman in um. More or less, basically, just just tells the police they're incompetent and he doesn't want their yeah. help. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like he's just kind of to the fact about it. It's like, oh he's no, uh, uh, it'll it'll cause too much too of much a confusion. distraction. Yeah, too much yeah. of a confusion. Oh, of course, Batman. And it's just like, yeah, really, you guys are just gonna get in the way. <laughs> yeah, Batman was throwing some shade there. That was that was very funny. Or um, he just didn't want to be cock block. He's like, no. Nah. He's like, is this Catwoman? Well, maybe. Yeah, that's that 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 that, that could be. Could be. Um, I love the quadruple decker chess. Forty chess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, it's a very simple game, Robin. You just have to think fourteen steps ahead. <laughs> that is one of the best lines of the whole se- series. Oh yeah. <laughs> that is one of the best Batman lines of the whole series. Yeah, the fourteen <laughs> steps ahead is absolutely fantastic. Which I totally believe that like Batman has evolved, like oh, he can't play regular chess. Yeah. No, no, he can't play regular chess. It's way above him. Oh yeah. Um, 
Yeah, that's great. Uh, Robin's death trap makes no sense. That's, that's the only thing that's overly complicated. <laughs> they put him on a board. Uh, okay, it's... a teeter, uh, what, what you call it, like a seesaw or whatever. It's like a diving board. Yeah. And it's like out over the, a tiger pit. And sure. there's like a weighted sand thing on Hour. the other end. Yeah. And then they they op they open it so the sand's gonna drain out and then eventually it'll dump him into the tiger pen. Yeah. Just just throw him in there. Yeah, like, not only you... just throw him in but even the contraption doesn't make any sense. Because they even say, Alright, Robin weighs exactly uh let's see, Han, I have it I have it down over here. Of course. Robin weighs exactly thirty hundred and thirty two pounds. And so they have exactly 132 pounds of sand. And then they open it, and you see it go down. If it's the same weight already as him, as soon as they release yeah, as soon the as he sand, let out a little bit. it's just, he's just going to fall through. Yeah. And you see that thing go down to under 50 pounds. <laughs> yeah, it goes like almost to the bottom. Still on it. It's like, I, I don't. I don't think that's, this is how physics works. That's not how that works. Yeah. <laughs> but... Sure, fine, whatever. We get to see Batman swing down at the Batarang again onto that platform, <laughs> which it should have just collapsed as soon as he yeah. landed on it. Or it should uh, have sent, like, Robin flying. Yeah, if you at think least. About it. <laughs> but uh, that was uh, that was that was pretty great. But no, we, we have to talk about why that one scene at the very end is so similar to Last Crusade. Okay, yeah. So they go through the uh, the Goonies cave, Catwoman. Oh yeah, that that's the whole thing. The, there's some ancient Gotham story of a pirate who pirate. lost their, his treasure was never found. And anyway, the cats uh, have a map, which again is never explained. You see her like trace the cats, and yeah, you're looking and you're like, what does this mean? This yeah, doesn't make any like... sense. <laughs> there's no map there. <laughs> You can tell they're like, okay, well, like, we'll say it makes a map, but we can't show it because it, it wouldn't it make makes any, no sense. Uh, no sense. No. But anyway, so they're, they're, a Catwoman's after the treasure. Um, so they go to the, you know, to the 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 cave. Well, first she freaking lays down a bunch of landmines and oh yeah, they got a re- but they put the armor on the Batmobile, so it's but fine. Not the tires. Um, yeah, but then they they have self inflating tires, which is pretty awesome. Which is awesome. Yeah, I wish I could do that. Um. And uh, so they go there, and and Catwoman's running away with all the uh, all the the, the pirate treasure. Um, we get a Dark Knight moment where she gasses her henchman after loading all the, the treasure. Oh, yeah. So the Dark Knight, Nolan is a complete <laughs> hack for ripping off this episode as well. Spielberg and Nolan. This I mean, is the most real. ripped off Batman property that has ever been. Well, I guess it shows you how popular it was. Well, yeah, yeah, that's that's a fair point. Um, so she's running away with a with a giant bag of gold, silver, and everything that has to weigh at least five pounds. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, it is really heavy. Um, with all thought, that yeah. all that treasure. Yeah, they in did. There. They put it in a bag, yeah, because it was in a chest. But yeah, they put it back. Yeah, I mean that that thing. I mean, the way she's toting that thing around, it's got to weigh like five pounds. Um, oh. Uh, so she's running away, and um. What even happens? Does uh, do, do they just get? To, does the does it crack open up, or do they just come to the edge of a thing? I don't even remember. 
That's what I can't remember. I think there was just a crack. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, yeah, because she, she tries to jump in. Right, right. So, so she she goes into, um, like the this this gorge or or chasm or whatever. But of course, she has the uh, the treasure, so she can't make the jump. Um, so she's just, you know, hold, you know, she's hanging, holding onto the edge, and so Batman's trying to save her, but uh, she won't let go of the treasure. So of course, she then loses her her grip and and falls down well, the she, cave. And and they fall- say it, it. This is they. Batman says this is a bottomless uh, cave. So I mean, yeah, they have those in Gotham. But yeah, yeah, I mean, the reason. The reason she fell is because she didn't have Sean Connery there to say, "Let it go, Junior." <laughs> like, well, you need no, to have no, 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 because she's like Elsa. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, oh yeah, I mean yeah, technically yeah. So yeah, so then she did fall to. It to always her, helps to have Sean Connery, regardless. Well, yeah, but it didn't help Elsa. But um. Well, I mean, she was a Nazi. That's well, that's fair. It's fair point. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she she falls. All the way down, um, and then I, I, I did not remember that was the ending. So I'm like, yeah. "What? All right, wait, she's she's dead." <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, they say she is. Like she's dead, but but then they say, "Oh, she must have used up uh, one of her nine lives," mm-hmm. which and will ca- come into play because it happens in another episode as well. Oh, so that that's apparently a running thing with this Catwoman is uh nine lives being an actual thing so just and, an and uh, you know cats always land on their feet so maybe she just landed on her feet when she got to the bottom and that's true so mm-hmm. now we see where Tim Burton got it oh god Batman Returns so literally that. everything is just a rip off of this episode I just have to remind I, I managed to go this whole two episodes twice without ever even thinking about that stupid movie, you know? Ugh. Oh yeah. It doesn't make me think of it either. Um, but, uh, yeah, this is, this is, uh, this, this is fantastic. We got some, some great bat gadgets in this. Oh, yeah. We got the, uh, bat research shelf with yeah, the bat, history uh, of Gotham city grappling claws. Yeah. We got Batman grappling claws. We got, we got bat, uh, earplugs for the tiger. <laughs> That's how he escapes the tiger. He, he climbs up the wall and then uses a high frequency whatever to tame Annoy the cat yeah. somehow. I don't see what that does, but uh, but like yeah, ear, but, he, but he's got earplugs that go over the cow. Yeah, I couldn't quite tell I like how they don't work. Really see how that works? No. I was really hoping he was gonna put them on the actual ears. Oh, that'd be balls. I was really hoping, like, as soon as he said earplugs, I was like, please put them on the, on the that ears. That would have been hilarious. Like, please put them on the ears. That would be so funny. Yeah, because, uh, like, in Batman Begins, they kind of, like, show that he has, you know, like, a listening device, like, in his ear, like, right. the way they set it up. So that makes sense. But No, yeah. no, no. I'm not talking about even from that standpoint. I oh. Just, I think, I mean, like, just think that would be hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that was great. Also, we got bat stickers. Oh, yeah. For when he's trying to get through that uh, cave, he's got that shiny that? bat sticker. That's that 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 makes a lot of sense. What what do you use it for? Uh, he's trying because remember it's like no you know it's too confusing so he's trying to like mark his path. Uh, okay, fair enough. So like he comes back around and sees it again and he's like, oh, right, I just right. went in a circle. 
So no, it's smart, and he's got these shiny bat stickers and so his, funny. Uh, things. Also, at the end, when he's trying to save Catwoman, he like pulls out the batarang and the bat rope. Do you notice his bat belt has like Tupperware size things on the side? <laughs> no. Like they're massive. Like you need to look at <laughs> look back at it. It's not the normal looking belt. It's literally these like ginormous plastic like rectangles well i mean that, that's always a common kind of joke about batman is that his utility belt you know like all the cartridges are like cigarette case size right. and like but then he's always pulling out like freaking batarangs his grappling gun is like what yeah uh, so you uh, need... this this batman pulls out the bat shield yeah it's it, like which is always yeah. awesome yeah uh, that's always a common kind of common joke with batman yeah no uh no th- this is no, but but they look how they, they basically they looked how they probably would have to in real life. Yeah, 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 kind of, and it looks ridiculous. But just in that well, one shot, and just that one shot, and then it's gone again. I need to see but, that. Uh, no, it, I noticed that this time, and it was it was very <laughs> funny. Um, what if the Matt Reeves Batman did that? He just has this <laughs> giant utility belt. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, sure, why not? Why not? Um, but yeah, that's pretty great. Uh, another great moment is. Okay, my my favorite line of the the whole thing is right before the cliffhanger when when uh the tiger comes out. And mm-hmm. and so Batman, you know, is starting to deal with the tiger. And you get Catwoman. And she says, "It's a pity I can't stay and watch, but you know how I hate the sight of blood." TTFN. And he's like, "And what's that supposed to mean?" Ta-ta for now. She oh, yeah. quotes Tigger as Batman is battling a tiger. That's pretty great. I, yeah, I didn't think about your connection with Winnie the Pooh, but I was like... Fantastic. No, totally. So that was outstanding. I, I, <laughs> I liked that a lot. That was great. Catwoman quotes you, Tigger in a Batman show. Who uh, would have thought? What, what do you call it? Like a conjoint universe uh, confirmed or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It, it, Winnie the Pooh clearly exists. Yeah. In this uh in this Batman world. <laughs> get on yeah, get on that uh crossover. Oh yeah, please. That oh, it would work too. It'd be great. I totally watched that. They did uh, they did uh, the Scooby Doo meets That's Batman and Robin and yeah. th- it would work. It would work. You could do a Winnie the Pooh and and this Batman and Robin. I think it'd be great. Um happen. All right. So, um obviously, let's see some interesting, let's see if there's some trivia things for this. We've already talked about some of them, but uh, obviously, like the voice, the cliffhanger voiceover, it says same cat time, same nice. cat channel, which is which is pretty great. Um, Catwoman, obviously one of the most famous Batman villains. She's one of the first villains also to appear in a Batman comic because she's in Batman number one from. Oh uh, yeah. Um. Uh, in uh, she but but she's not called Catwoman. She's just called the Cat in it. But yeah, that's it. Of course, that uh, evolves quite a bit. Of course. And obviously, she's gone back and forth from being like anti-hero to just straight villain. That's really been kind of wishy-washy over yeah, the it's... past 70 years or whatever. Every um, director or writer has their own preference. Right, right. Uh, Julie Newmar, of course, first ever live action Catwoman yeah. in, in any capacity. And... I would argue still the best one by far. Uh, I'd argue, yeah, live action for sure. Um, 
The character was never used in any previous adaptations, uh, but uh, that, 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 not anymore. Um, anyway, um, we don't have to talk about any others. Um, uh, of course, now it's, it's also been portrayed in every animated version of Batman that's of been made. So, and usually done well. Yeah, I mean, again, my, my personal favorite is the animated series one, but you know what else? Is- the animated series one is awesome. Yeah, that's fantastic. For sure. This is this is the best one though. Sorry, there, oh, there's sure. no there's no argument there, Ian. This is the best Catwoman we've seen in a Batman anything. Uh, live action for sure. No, 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 anything. This is, <laughs> I know, this, I know. is this is the most definitive Catwoman. I mean, uh, I can't argue that. Um, although uh, Lee Merriweather's great in the movie too, though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which she is was... really a shame that that Julie Newmar couldn't do the movie. She she yeah. was like shooting another movie or something like at the time. Which ah, is, that, yeah, that's. Yeah, it wasn't like a, oh, she I don't want to be in the movie because then she was in the the like when the episodes came for the next yeah. season, she's back as Catwoman. It was like that sucks some scheduling thing, which I know that really sucks. That's yeah. gotta suck for her because the movies are you know a movie's bigger known oh, yeah. than TV show. So yeah, but, I wonder uh, what it, I wonder what movie she did to pass it up. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember what it was. But probably wasn't wasn't as big. We, we probably talked about it when we talked about the movie. I don't remember. Oh yeah, probably. But, um, Go back and listen to that. It's like episode one. Oh God, yeah, it was forever ago. Yeah, it was years ago. Um, anyway, uh, I didn't know this. Catwoman's jumpsuits were designed and sewn by Julie Newmar. Oh, nice. Which I did not know, and that is awesome. That is awesome. They're great. It's a great Catwoman outfit. Oh, it's classic. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty talented. Yeah, yeah, she does a great job with those. Um, let's see the original airing. Of the perfect crime, which is the first parter, uh, the first part, it was interrupted by a news bulletin about a near fatal situation on Gemini 8 as NASA astronauts Neil Armstrong and David Scott were almost killed. Oh, wow. ABC was flooded with calls, not concerned about Armstrong and Scott, but <laughs> mad that Batman was interrupted. Wow, that's very awesome. <laughs> oh, poor guys. <laughs> Uh, and this is the only episode we ever see Bonnie, Gordon's secretary, as she oh, delivers yeah. the uh, delivers the kitten at the beginning. So, so oh, that's that, that's a few few interesting trivia things there. Which I thought were oh, pretty very cool. cool. Yeah. So yeah, that's really all I have to say about it. But those were the two two Batman episodes: Perfect Crime and Better Luck Next Time, which are just fantastic episodes. Catwoman, one of the best villains. Um. And yeah, just, just done perfectly. And, and I would argue the best adaptation of a Batman villain in this show. Like obviously, obviously Frank Gorshin's my favorite and Burge Meredith and, you know, Caesar Meredith, like they're all amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But they're, they're, they're more campier, goofy versions of their portrayed villains. Yeah. She's not at all. I mean, she, I mean, there's the, uh, there's the, you know, over acting aspect, but like it's, it's the pretty puns, much yeah. straight, uh, straightforward. Yeah. I mean like her, her like attitude wise and her relationship with Batman. Yeah. So I, I think this is the most accurate. I mean, I, like this to me is a perfectly accurate Catwoman. Uh, I totally agree. Like, like for any, for any level of Batman. So yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, I love that. It's, it's great to see. So I'm glad we finally got to, finally got to an episode with uh, Julie Newmar and Catwoman here in the Batman show. Uh, in two weeks when we go back to this, we're back to the Penguin with a couple episodes. Uh, the Penguin goes straight 
not yet he ain't, which is that might yeah. be the best two part rhyming thing. Yeah, that they really doesn't tried. even rhyme. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's great. Not yet he ain't is an episode of Batman. That's some good English there. That is a great episode title. It's literally <laughs> what episode were you in? Not yet he ain't. <laughs> oh, I liked it a lot. That's, so that's what we'll get to. Um, all right, now I gotta pull up. It's impossible to find the stupid Batman animated series episode order. Oh, That's God. right. The only way I can do it is literally to go to my Voodoo account and pull up the episodes. Because <laughs> on IMDb, it's by air date. On everything else, it's by air date. And it's like, I that's I can't follow air date. Is Wikipedia the same way? Um, I believe so. Let's see. Just one. All right, uh, I'm pulling this up now because next week. No, we're... Wikipedia's got it right. Oh, okay. Well, then I'll do that from now on. Um, we're back at the Batman animated series. Next three episodes Feet we're gonna watch are gonna be yep the two part Feet of Clay and then Ooh, one of my all time favorite episodes. Oh yeah, we got one of my all time favorite episodes last time with Beware the Great Ghost, and we got yep. another one of my top five favorite episodes with the Joker's favor. Ooh, fantastic! Yeah, the the two part feet of clay is great. Where we uh, get introduced to Clayface, really good episode. You talk about a great move, like storytelling. Oh yeah, that's just the scripts for feet of clay is just awesome. Another two parter, yeah, really well done. So we got those two, and then Joker's favor, which is one of the all time best episodes. So oh yeah, oh yeah, and I think by far the best Joker episode. I'd agree. And so it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. So next week's gonna be fun. So definitely stick yes. around for that. Yeah. Uh. All right. Any uh, final thoughts, Ian, on the episodes we watched? Oh, we've we've hit a little little high peak. I mean, yeah, these these Catwoman episodes. I think we're usually yeah two of the best um, of this show, and then we're about to go into three of some of the best of the animated series. So tough to beat that. Yeah, we're in a good spot right here. That is for sure. Yes. All right. So that'll do it for this episode. Make sure and follow us on Twitter at Uncaped Review. Uh, post all the links and updates for all the episodes. Also, uh, post just random other thoughts on Batman, on the Batman, the news coming out for the Matt Reeves Batman movie, um, on pop culture, and any other stuff like that. You can follow me on Twitter at Mark Mark Brand. You can follow me at Ian Bark Bark. So go ahead and do that as well. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. We had a great time talking about it, and we will talk to you again next week.